TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. We're going to Lithuania. Representing the worldwide Chabad Lubavitch movement in that country for the past 28 years, they've worked tirelessly to provide for the spiritual material needs of the community decimated by the Holocaust and the Soviet occupation. But since August 2021, uh, his wife, Nechamadina Krinsky, has been on trial in a criminal case against her, accused of intentionally causing the bankruptcy of a school they formed, which is called the Chabad Day School, Menachemo Namo Gymnasia. Thank you for joining us, Rabbi Krinsky. My pleasure, if I can just interject and say that. On my mom's side, I'm a director of uh, the Center of Rebchaim of Elohim. Oh, okay. That's pretty, so, that's so pretty so good luck to me. So. And, and but what's interesting was is that the Hasidic movement really was when the first began, the biggest challenge came from the Vilna, from the Litvaks, from Lithuania. The Vilna Gaon was the biggest opponent of the Hasidic movement. But Chabad also made a point of having a presence in Lithuania. So, uh, and you're carrying on the tradition through the Chaim of Legend that blood is in your veins. I hope we're carrying on the tradition of the uh, probably 150 years of peace between Hasidim and uh, their opponents in Vilna. And uh, that's the way we look at it. So, well, thank you for having me. There aren't, there aren't many Jews in Vilna. How many Jews are we talking about in, uh, in Vilna? We're talking probably about an estimate about 6,000 countrywide, most of them in Vilna. Which is also called Vilnius. So exactly. now your wife has been on trial for over a year now. I think it's coming to a culmination shortly. So tell us about what's going on. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention in Lithuania. It has, certainly has not gotten a lot of attention outside of Lithuania. You're charging the government is, is really after you because you had another case where the government went after you. You had three foster kids and took a year, and they tried to take them away from you, and uh, they were unsuccessful. And after that, this case came about. So perhaps give us some idea what exactly is transpiring. Okay. Um this case, to, to answer the first question first, this case is about um, the lack of taxes, the Social Security and withholding taxes, I guess you'd call them in the States, um, that were unpaid for that school from 2012 to 2017. Um, and that, that was a debt. Uh, the school was forced into bankruptcy. And the claim against my wife is that she intentionally bankrupted the school. Um, and then what are they basing it on? They're basing on the fact that um, other things were paid and the taxes were not paid. Okay. So it's saying that she withheld the taxes and paid the other tuitions and other paid other salaries but didn't pay the taxes. Right, right. And the fact of the matter was that the uh, accounts were frozen uh, by a bailiff and different sponsors were paying different uh, parts of the expenses that they decided to take on. Um, there was never any intention, God forbid, to bankrupt the school. We did everything we couldn't that shouldn't happen. I would just say it's not the government. It's obviously the court. Uh, there's the court case. Um, but I don't believe the government, The the uh, we have not had anti-Semitism against us in this country. The government, when people, and we'll talk about that as we go forward, 
those who have made problems for us and I believe are behind this case uh, have made problems for us, all types of problems for us, probably most of the past 28 years. It's always been the government and the higher officials that always have respected us and helped us overcome these problems. So who then who is behind me? And the, first of all, isn't the government that has you in court? About well, the court system, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that. Yeah. Okay. So the and so are they after you for the bankruptcy, or are they after you for not paying the taxes? Uh, both, actually, both. There's a criminal and a civil case against her. Uh, criminal for bankrupting the school and uh, civil for the tax money. So it's going for over a year. So you said that it wasn't the government and who was going behind this. So who were the ones that are responsible for making sure that this case proceeds? If, I know that there's tension in the Jewish community in the, in Lithuania. So, is it other members of the Jewish community? Are you are you accusing them of that? Um, unfortunately, uh, it looks more than very likely that that's the case. Um, since we came here, we came in 1994. Um, restitution of Jewish property or money in lieu of the restitution of Jewish property has always been something a certain group has been angling for, uh, for control of. Um, and has been in for control of uh, exclusively to monopolize this money. Um, there's a fund the government is giving, the Lithuanian government, which is uh, very commendably, is giving 3.7 million a year over 10 years. They just made a new decision to give another 37 million over the next 10 years. Um, there are differences between them, but that's, that's I think, irrelevant. Um, towards restituting... The first 37 million was in, in lieu of giving back Jewish religious communal, religious communal property, meaning the shuls, the schools, the yeshivas. Okay, um, the, the fund was created called the Goodwill Foundation, which is ran, run by a local member of the Jewish community in partnership with Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Committee. They run this fund. This fund has not only not given us money. Um, they've been responsible for trying to close down our school, for costing us ten, tens of thousands of euros, probably making all types of problems for us. Um, what kind of problems did they? What kind of problems did they make for you? To give you an example, putting up a sook. We have a sook. We put it up in a public place. We need city city uh, permission every year, and one year the city just was stonewalling us. The lower officials in the mayor's office were stonewalling us, and uh, we finally realized that they were behind it because every problem we've had, they've been behind. And finally, we, then there's a new mayor had just been elected. We got it to his attention. He immediately gave the permission. Um, now, why do they want to, they don't want you to have any funding, but why are they trying to stop you from doing what you're doing? Because they don't want us to be able to claim any funding. And if we have institutions, we have programming throughout the country, intensive programming throughout the country, we have a right to claim funding. And not only that, there was an ad hoc committee in, 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 in preparation of setting up this Goodwill Foundation. There was an ad hoc committee set up in 2002, which I was part of. And then they simply removed me from it. Uh, On what grounds did they remove you? On no grounds. Just continued the meetings without us. And I just was stopped on the email trails and I wasn't part of it. Um, so this was all in preparation that I, I, we shouldn't be have a, a voice at the table. Um, Jewish religious work, rebuilding Jewish religious work, and like I said, this is for Jewish religious communal property, we've basically done exclusively here the last 28 years. Um, but are there any other, aside from Chabad, are there any other schools? There's a state operate? school, there's a state Jewish school, which is a uh, biggest percentage not Jewish kids, certainly not halakhically Jewish kids, but it's funded by the states, by the state of Lithuania.
but I'm talking about religious work, teaching Torah, teaching Jewish kids Torah, Sunday school, holiday programming in a, in a religious way, um, Shiri Torah, teaching people Torah, um, children, uh, camps, whatever it might be. We're, we're pretty much been exclusive. So no, there are, in other words, aside from Chabad, there's no camps that are being run for children, there are no Torah programs, there's nothing. Religious, religious there are not, no. What Over the last you? number of years, again, when we started in 94, we were the only one making a camp. We are the only one doing any programming whatsoever. What about shuls? Are there, how many shuls are there? There's one shul in Vilna. And uh, right now I'm the rabbi of it. Uh, uh-huh. I was physically thrown out of that shul and physically prevented entry. When the leadership of this fund felt threatened They they uh, about what I was doing in the synagogue, in the shul there, they literally put guards and didn't let me in. Wow. So... Are they funding the the school? Are they funding the shuls? There's one functioning shul in Vilna. They're funding it because under their control. Okay. Um, but let me give you, an, uh, for instance, how it works here. Um, there's different communities in different cities, local, cultural, Jewish communities. Like I said, we registered 30-something odd years ago when Lithuania became independent. Whichever those communities work with this head of the community who's running this fund, together with Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Community, they get funding. Communities that see that there's a problem, like the villagers community, the largest Jewish community, they get absolutely no funding because they're not towing the line and helping this woman control the the restitution funds. Have you tried challenging that in court? I have not, but they have. They've challenged. Uh, well, they've challenged you in court. No, I'm saying that that's the Lithuanian Jewish community. Uh-huh. Um, challenged us in court about our right to go to the shul. That's. Um, Next year, it'll be 20 years, but that was also restitution-related. I'm saying about the other secular Jewish communities of Vilna, of Kovna, of Shaulai, Shavel, of Ponovich, the communities that work with her and, uh, and, and help her get, control the money, this woman who runs the Jewish community, um, who's by most Jews here in this country considered not a legitimate head of the Jewish community, whoever helps her keep control of that money exclusively, they get some money, Whoever don't don't help her doesn't matter what they're doing they didn't don't get money or got money and stop getting money. So now. where does the money go for you? Talking about millions of dollars over the course of time, it's thirty, forty million dollars. So where does it go? Well, they have a site and a list where it goes um, to cultural programming. The the I think last year, the past year, the Jewish community of Lithuania got like one point two or one point three million. Um, some of the communities that work with this woman got fifty, sixty, seventy thousand a year. Um, some other cultural programming, um, and that's it. And 1.8 million, this is something which is really quite painful because this uh, Goodwill Foundation board, which is run actually factually by Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Community and this woman, Fina Kuklansky, they decided to defer 1.8 million euro of this pay- yearly payment for later payment after the 10 years finished. Meaning they have this money sitting there. So they put the money in there or they put it in escrow, so to speak. Uh, I don't, I've, I've been asking them, one of the things we've been emailing them for months is asking them, is it an escrow? Has it been invested? By whom? Has it lost money? Has it gained money? They are actually actual total radio silence. They don't give any information. We're speaking to Rabbi Shalom Berk-Krinsky. We're speaking to him in Lithuania. He's been there for the past 28 years. He has Chabad house. He also... He and his wife, Nechama Dina Krinsky, have run a school uh, which which went into bankruptcy, and his wife is being prosecuted. She's, it's over a year 
uh, for, they claimed intentionally causing the bankruptcy of the school in 2017. She also uh, also is accused of managing the school's finances in a manner that made it difficult to determine the institution's financial state. The last part of the trial is upcoming. Now, how does it how does it look? You've been this has been litigated for a year. You have lawyers involved. Uh, she's the final phase of the trial is coming up as we speak shortly. So tell us about what the prospects are and what does she face if she's not found innocent by the court or found guilty by the court. Um, let, let me put it this way: the uh, the judge has been mostly very belligerent to her. Uh, not accommodating, uh, not listening to what she's saying, dismissive of of of, um, of uh, questions she's asking, of of um, different people giving testimony, whatever it might be. Um, I think I saw I saw an email. Somebody was negative against your wife, and then said positive things, but the court didn't accept the more current positive statement, and only wants to rely on the prior. Negative statement, correct? No, not only that. What was more dis- disconcerting was the fact that the the files of the court case are like twelve huge files, like this big, in paper files, and the judge had that paper from all these thousands of pages open in front of her. And as soon as that person testified and said that thing more positive, she had that page waiting to make sure it was important to her. Now, are you prosecuting a case or are you judging a case? You know what I'm saying? This is now Lithuania's fighting corruption. 2019, the uh, president dismissed, uh, actually, there's a criminal case started against eight judges and a bunch of lawyers, I don't know, 30, 40 different people, prosecutors, I believe, as well, who were caught taking bribes. Uh, the, the articles on the internet, I can send them to you. Political, the EU political site had a um, had an article saying that uh, that the, the courtroom was basically for sale. People giving bribes between one thousand, a hundred thousand euro, and people were getting cases fixed the way they wanted. So, this, so are, you, are you accusing and, uh, the judge in this case of being in cahoots with the foundation, the Goodwill Foundation? Look, I don't. I wasn't there. If someone gave a bribe, they certainly didn't invite me to participate. Okay, um, she's not acting objective. A judge has been one of the things my wife has been saying is a judge has to be objective. That's the basis of morally, moral, and objective of, of justice. Sedic, Sedic Tirdov, okay? And showing that that lack of objectivity shows a serious, serious problem. And um, judging by the fact that these people are interested, well, we have a new school that we registered after the closure of that school. It's running today. We've continued to ask the uh, Goodwill Foundation for funds that continue to stonewall us and, and ignore us. The school is in terrible tra- financial trades, so it's actually something that's repeating itself. So in other words, said, so the school could go into bankruptcy again, this new school, right? It could go into bankruptcy. It's it's in terrible shape. It's in terrible shape. So, uh, can't, the government, being, so, can't, so then don't you run the risk they can go after you again uh, with the same charges for this current school? Um, possible. I mean, we don't owe this time. Um, the uh, we don't owe money to the the, the taxes tax. on the workers' pay, the social security. We owe teachers instead because um, there's a different the way it works. It's a little different now when we don't have that. that that's not possible today. Basically, but if, money, bank, but if it goes in the bank, you said the two charges that are against you. Why one is for the bankruptcy and one is for not paying for contributing to the banks and one for not paying the taxes. You're paying the taxes. Can they go after you again? For the bank, if it goes into bankruptcy and it's in bad financial shape, from what you're saying, theoretically uh, they could. They theoretically could, but you know what I'm saying. I believe them. One thing we've written 
and been stonewalled and ignored totally by Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Committee and this woman, Fena Kuklansky, runs this site, is that this is Jewish blood money. This Jewish blood money, which was also given, I mean, you want to say it's not exclusively for religious uh, activities, you can say that perhaps, okay? But Jews were killed. And the Neshamas, their souls are looking down. And what do they want done? Uh, I'm not sure they want the cultural programming done. I'm sure some people may say yes. They certainly want Yiddishkeit built in their names. Certainly not want money squandered and played games and, and for control of this money to do whatever you want. That's wrong. That's, uh, that's, that's criminal, one may say. So let me answer. Your uncle was Rabbi Yehuda Krimsky, the famous Rabbi Krimsky in Brooklyn, who was a big, you know, macher in the Chabad movement a big leader in the Chabad movement. Have you reached out to the Chabad movement to help you in any manner of way in this situation? Absolutely. Absolutely, of course. Of course. And, and what has been done? Has they been able to help you financially? Are they able to help you in a legal manner? What have what has transpired in that sense? I mean, they, you know, Chabad's, uh, every Chabad center is independent financially. Um, so they have not helped us financially. Um, they have offered to help us, uh, with the legal, uh, costs. They have tried to talk to some of the, um, important people, uh, the American Jewish Committee, etc., about doing what's right, what's simply just and moral. And that this can't go on like this. It's, it's just immoral. It's restitution funds. It doesn't belong to anyone and it has to be treated fairly. Um, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, you know, my uncle's a very uh, modest man, He's not a man to to go out to the press and start throwing firebombs. Uh, it's not his style, and um, but um, we haven't gotten anywhere. We haven't gotten anywhere. But there are two separate issues. The issue is your wife is on trial and faces some very serious charges. Um, what is the what could the possible prison sentence be in a situation if she, God forbid, is found guilty? Let me just say that they're related because as a direct result of the restitution fund, the Goodwill Foundation not giving us any money, not responding to us, um, that's the reason for the bankruptcy. Again, Lithuania is a poor country. There's very little money to be made here. Most of our funding we raise, I raise personally from around the country, from Litvaks and people have roots in this country. Um, but but they are related. They're, they're very, very related. Uh, let me just say that, in my opinion. Yeah, but here's uh, the thing, though. The bankruptcy, they're going to say that there was mismanagement, that there was bankruptcy, taxes weren't paid. You can say, had you gotten money from the Goodwill Foundation, and I believe you should have gotten money, but I don't think that's going to be a mitigating factor as far as the judges are concerned. They're going to look strictly, you hope they're going to look at the facts and what you brought out. Um, and you have well, a similar, think... similar situation right now. So that's a separate issue, and we're, I want to get to the Goodwill Foundation in just a moment. But here you're facing the court, so how long of a period of time could she, God forbid, be facing? And is there an appeal process in Lithuania, too, if, if you don't like to work to the judges? Um, there is, of course, an appeal process. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a lawyer, um, so I don't know the, the technicalities that well. Um, but I'm sure you discussed with your be... attorneys about this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we've been dealing with this case, with this, uh, but there definitely is an appeal process, no question. We haven't uh, got intimately involved in what the appeal process, how many levels are there, et cetera, et cetera, but there's definitely an appeal process. Um, that having been said, the, um, the, there could be a fine. I think the law says either fine or prison term. I think it's two to years or four years, two to four years, something of that, that nature. Now, what about your community? How large is the Chabad community in Vilnius, Vilna, in, in Lithuania? 
I'm sure you have don't you have people that are there to support you in this problem that you're having right now? Well, people are up in arms about it, absolutely up in arms about it. Um, we don't formally look at it as a Chabad community because it's really, ultimately, there's a lot of fighting over the money. There's one community. I Meaning services are done for the same people. If we have a porn party for hundreds of people, if we make a Pesach public seder for 500 people in Vilna, it's not the Chabad people are coming as opposed to someone else's people. They're all the same people with doing services. And religious services, we're the ones who are doing. For, for like I said, the past 20 years almost exclusively, it's been us. So... Um, you said you asked something else. I'm sorry. No, I, I, that was. I just wanted to see what the situation was. How, if any of them are coming out supporting you, do any of them have influence with, with the Goodwill Foundation as far as the funding is concerned? Um, if you have 500 people coming to a seder, are they helping you in any matter, shape, or form in this litigation? Well, that's that's an important question. I mean, like I started to say before. The Vilna Jewish community, the Vilna Jewish community, is a separate legal entity from the Lithuanian Jewish community, um, got together hundreds of families and tried to have fair representation on the board of the Lithuanian Jewish community and thereby on the Goodwill Foundation. They were denied. The work court case, I wasn't following them intimately. We had our own uh, the criminal case with these uh, foster children. And we're busy. I, 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 and what were they charging with the foster children? Why did they bring case against you? And they were charging. They were trying. They didn't start it. They they had. There was a civil case to take the children away. Which on what grounds? Police, what grounds? Um, that my wife wasn't caring for them properly. She was originally the um, the legal the, um, legal guardian. Legal guardian. Uh, they actually took, actually took away her legal guardianship. We had to go to Supreme Court of Lithuania, which overturned that. But there was a period of time where we had police coming to our door to try to take the kids away physically. Um, and for these kids, would have been trauma. I mean, enough trauma that they're taken away from the mother younger. They were two, three, and four when they came to us. Taken away from the mother at that age, they were with other non-Jewish families, and then they came to us. And this changing of families is a lot of trauma. To be taken by the police, there was a time they see a police guy, they just start crying, bawling tears. We're taking them for a walk on Shabbos afternoon. They see a kid, they're totally upset on seeing a police car. You know, um, but I do know that the Vilna Jewish community, like I said, a separate legal entity from the people who run the Goodwill Foundation, did have court cases with them. The word in the street of Lithuania is that there's uh, money going around and that the people in the run the Lithuanian Jewish community have friends in the ranks of judges. This woman who runs as a former prosecutor and they use connections and perhaps other means, shall we say, um, to... I, I would tell you a simple thing. If you take if you, a cross-section of the community, I, I don't know the exact numbers, 85, 90, 70 percent of the Jews here would tell you she's not the legitimate head of the Jewish community. But as far as the government is concerned, as far as getting funding, she is. Well, there's a legal entity called the Goodwill Foundation that they made, and they paid into that's the law that they made, that they paid into that fund, and and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Uh, Rabbi Shalom Bear Krinsky is our guest. He, we're speaking to him in Vilnius, in Vilnius, Lithuania. His wife, Nechamadina Krinsky, is on trial for, there's a criminal case against her. She's accused of intentionally causing the bankruptcy of the school they ran, the Menachno Namo Gymnasia. Uh, it was closed down in 2017. She's accused of managing the school's finances in a manner that made it difficult to determine the institution's financial state, going after her for the bankruptcy as well as for taxes that were owed. Question, Rabbi Krinsky. Did you consider, I'm sure the Lithuanian government knows about the tension between yourself and the Goodwill Foundation, correct? Yes. 
and people know about it. So did you ever try, yes. A, suing the Goodwill Foundation or even suing the government saying that they don't represent the full community, that you're also an important part of the community? Did you try any of those legal actions? We did not. Um, Why not? Uh, the other communities here, like I mentioned earlier, that there are other communities here, if they're not working with her, towing her line and keeping her control, uh, her and Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Community's control of the restitution funds, they've been uh, fighting and through the courts, writing letters to the government, and um, she's preempted that. I mean, the, I spoke to the head of the community, Shalai, today, Shavel old famous Jewish community as well. Um, and he was saying to me, we wrote, you know, so many letters to every different government institution. She got wind of the fact that we're going to do that and say there's people who want to do illegal things with the money, and that's why they're trying to protest our leadership. And blah, 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 she preempted them and was able to, to quash that. So, but, so my question still stands. Why not? So then why not you have, you have, to, there's bad blood between you and them. So why not institute a lawsuit against them? And maybe perhaps against the government for that the government should not be giving money to this organization. I mean, first of all, I think the government should be giving the money. It's just or, the, or, or, or you can say that you want to know that you're not that you're being discriminated against. Right. I mean, judging from the court cases that the Vilna Jewish community and others had with this head of the Goodwill Foundation, one of these co-chairs, and the head of the Jewish community, it's the same woman. Um, you don't really stand the chance in court. Okay, this is the former Soviet Union. Like I said, Lithuanian government deserves a lot of credit. They're fighting strongly against corruption. But there's a lot of corruption. This is a former Soviet Union. It's a different mindset. It's a different, you're coming from a baseline uh, 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 corrupt society and trying to turn it into a Western thinking society, and that takes time. So, And we're not there yet. Okay, but I'm wondering where things change, and if there's public attention, international public attention, as well as local I think things can change because one thing that governments don't want and organizations don't like when there's a lot of publicity, a lot of heat on their back. So that's why I asked the question. And, uh, and, and I know that you're going through a lot right now. Your first concern is to make sure that your wife uh, gets acquitted from her court case. So tell us what, what can be done. Well, I know you're here now to let people know, to educate them about what's happened with your wife, Nechamadina. So what can be done to make a factor, make a difference in the case? What can we do in America? What can you be done right now? Because it's imminent. The final phase of the trial is coming through. You say the judge is not sympathetic. So it's very likely that the judge could determine your wife is guilty. Um, the way it's looking now, that's unfortunately very likely, God forbid. Um, I, I think I would call on and I would ask anyone who has influence on Jewish organizations in the States uh, within the American Jewish Committee um, Andrew Baker is a well-known figure in that organization to call upon them the, to uh, to stop the discrimination, stop the the misuse of restitution funds. It's wrong. But that's, and that's but that, exactly but that, that, why. But that's the Goodwill Foundation. Even if that were to change tomorrow, it wouldn't alter the facts of the, the, the court case that's going on right now. So well, I think we, we have letters to the Goodwill Foundation where we said to them, this school, not only haven't you been funding us and our, uh, often uh, for, for the different requests we give in, we now have an emergency. They're threatening bankruptcy. There's money owed to the government for, for teachers, for the taxes, for teacher salaries. You have to help us. And we were stonewalled. Okay? I think they have a responsibility. Um, you understand what it is? The government's giving them money on one hand, and the government is owed money on the other hand, and we're here in the middle. 
Yeah, this but, money had to be given to the school. It was not the Goodwill me, Foundation. I'll tell you what I yeah, think. I'll answer okay. your question. Goodwill Foundation, in my mind, and anyone who has the power and, and influence to 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 get this to the leadership, whose names we mentioned so many times, should come forth with a letter saying that we will take on these this debt um, and 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 remove this responsibility because we were wrong. I mean, they don't have to say we're wrong. People love to say face, and that's important. There's no problem with that. They should not only fund our current school, the newly formed school, uh, fairly, but they should uh, morally come forth and say, uh, "We're taking this on, and let's put this to bed." But, let's stop but, this. but here's the thing, though, and, and I and I and I really hope that they do give you money. But even if they were to give to money tomorrow, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Your court case is happening right now. A verdict will be determined by the court in the very near future. You're not going to get the Goodwill Foundation to have goodwill towards you and Chabad. Even if a warrior, you're talking about a lengthy process. So my question from a practical point of view, with your wife facing jail time, restitution that the court can determine, so what is your plan and how can people be helpful in that endeavor? The Goodwill Foundation is a separate issue. I know it's in, you're, you look at it being intertwined, but I don't think the courts are going to look at it as being intertwined. I mean, if the courts, it takes, it doesn't take a long time. If the Goodwill Foundation is influenced to the point where they put out a letter to the court, to, to whoever it is that they have to put a letter saying, we are taking responsibility for that debt, we'll pay it off XXX, or the government can take off that amount of money from the next 38 million, but 40 you, you, million, you whatever really it is. That, you really think that's going to happen between now and the time the case is adjudicated by the courts? I think if you have either value change name and foundation, how about that? <laughs> uh, if you have goodwill, if this Ratzon Hatov is called Karen Ratzon Hatov in Hebrew, if there's goodwill, if this pressure brought to bear, this is an obvious open uh, uh, avla. This is a uh, this is this is this is wrong. It's just wrong, and 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 it can be done. Absolutely, can be done. I mean, in addition, the, we've been asking since 2016. I have emails with Andrew Baker of the American Jewish Committee and Faina Kuklansky of the community, two leaders of this fund, asking for a total uh, accounting of all the expenditures and allocations they've given. They've never given it to us. There's a lot of problems here. There are a lot of significant problems. They've never told us where the money that's being put aside. Is it an escrow? Has it been invested? Who's investing it? Has it lost money? They think that this is that they're acting as if this is our personal fund that we can do whatever we want we don't have to give anyone the problem is that only i've been asking this question people have to ask that question this is jewish money restitution belongs to everybody and everyone has responsibility to do to, to make sure the memories of these holocaust victims is honored in the proper way i am not disagreeing with that but i i just don't see it helping in the court case right now from a practical and listen i'm a very practical individual I'm saying, what can be done to help your wife in the next week or two, whenever the courts are going to determine a verdict? Um, and I just don't. And as much as I would love to see the Goodwill Foundation showing goodwill, considering the bad will over the last number of years, the decades that they had with Chabad, it's not going to change tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of work. I think you're going to probably have to sue them or enter some sort of litigation or a worldwide campaign to put pressure on them in order to get things to change. That's how I perceive it. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I believe that I am right, so I'm hoping that your wife will be acquitted, but um, that's why I was wondering what your plans were to muster public support to help your wife in this situation. The Goodwill Foundation, I think, is a separate, secondary issue, which is not going to help right away. you got to do something else, and I'm wondering how could people be helpful in this particular case? Could people write letters to the court? What can be done? 
Um, I think people can write letters to the American Jewish Committee, the new head of the Jewish American Jewish Committee, Ted Deutsch, former congressman from Florida, who I've talked to personally about this, who my uncle spoke with about this, Rabbi Uda Krinsky. Um, the current letters to Andrew Baker. But uh, in 2004, 2005, 6, when we had issues similar to this, when the preparation was only the preparation for the receiving of the funds, and we had a very, uh, I was physically thrown out of the synagogue, the shul here, physically. Um, people from Chabad and other people wrote hundreds of letters to Andrew Baker. And his spin on that was, well, uh, you, you stuffed up people's, you and me and the American ambassador to Thuane, you overloaded their email uh, uh, boxes. Like, hello, the American Jewish community is supposed to be about democracy. Isn't democracy about people expressing their opinion? And if people express their opinion, you're going to spin it into something negative. And there's a problem here. I think today's day and age with Facebook, with, with social media, you can make a campaign and, and, and up the ante very quickly and get something done. That's not going to be done in a half a year, in a year, five years. Either it can be done or it can't be done. If it can be done, put, let's bring pressure to beer. And whoever's listening to this, bring pressure to beer. Let's bring the pressure to beer and let's get it done. Rabbi Schallenberg Krinsky, he and his wife, Nechamadina Krinsky, they represent the worldwide Chabad Lubavitch movement in Lithuania for the past 28 years. His wife, Stan Strahl, on bankruptcy, the school they had, the Chabad Day School, the Menachmo Namo Gymnasia, also accused of, ma- of mismanaging the school's finances and for not paying taxes. The trial is coming to a culmination. I wish you a lot of Hatzlach, a lot of luck. I hope that this thing gets behind. I hope you do get some goodwill, both from the court and from the Goodwill Foundation. And may God show His grace. You're doing, I'm sure, very important work in Lithuania, bringing Yiddishkeit, and money should be allocated to the whole community, and not just in Lithuania. Wherever money is allocated, it should be dispersed, you know. But I know there's, when there's money, there's always problems, right? Exactly. Well, one person, who is it? Uh, the former head of the Jewish, uh, the Vilna Jewish community um, said to me, he says, I'm praying for the day this money stops coming. You know what I'm saying? He says, then they'll be able to just simply work. <laughs> okay, and um, we have to pray. I think I think we have a responsibility. You know, we talk so much about the Holocaust, and the Holocaust is such a hot button issue, and people get so passionate about the Holocaust. We have a responsibility to care about Ratzon Hatov of those who were killed. What did they want? Would they want games being played of this sort? Okay, would well, they but, want but, Yiddish but, but, but I'll not- tell you what the, what the Goodwill Foundation will say. They say this goes for the restitution of Jewish property that was taken, so therefore we're putting into the Jewish community. That's what they're going to say, right? But they don't have a right to defer payments and use cover their own budget oh, I agree and not with you. cover not, the budget fr- of other work that's being done I, here that's struggling. I agree with you. They should be supportive of all Jewish institutions. Fairly way. and equally. Correct, correct. That's, that's, uh, I, I, think, I think it has to be demanded. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm an American. I'm, uh, from Boston, you know, I remain, I'm from Boston. I remain that the Americanism in me and the Jewishness in me perhaps uh, it tells me, and, and I believe strong, morality has to win. That's what Yiddishkeit is all about. They tried to kill us so many years. The morality, truth, and, and, and goodness wins out, and we have to demand it. Every person has a responsibility to man fairness. It's, it's a simple foundation of everything, who we are as Jews and as Americans, uh, you know, so, and as Jews all over. So, so well, I mean, let's do it. I'm 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 on your side. I want to see justice being done. I think there should be an equal distribution of funds. I hope your wife gets off the trial, and uh, we hope to have you again very very soon. To thank you for joining us.
And I'll hopefully then thank you for helping, doing your part in helping bring this to people's attention and helping finish it. And I understand you're a long-time listener of our programs when you were in the States. Yeah, I remember in 91, was it, the, the, um, during the uh, riots in, uh, in Crown Heights the, uh, with Dinkins and all your shows were, all the Bukram and the Yeshiva had to listen to your show on Mitzvah Shabbos. So when do you do your show? You still do it Saturday we're, nights? We're, you every, do it? every night. Every night. Every night. Mitzvah okay. Shabbos also, we do three hours Mitzvah Shabbos Saturday yeah. nights, uh-huh. but every night during the week we're on with the program. Okay, I didn't know. Do you see what happens? That news didn't travel <laughs> to Lithuania for me, but uh, God bless you. Thank I guess you we'll, have, we'll have to brought it to Lithuania anyway. Thank you for joining us. Okay, pleasure. Take care. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zeb Rana. He is so smart, and he is so innovative, and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zeb. So Zeb, Yashikach, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community. For continuous Jewish programs, talklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.